Leading a school district is a unique responsibility, and it's clearly not getting any easier. People rely on you for answers to complicated problems, which feels isolating and sometimes unrealistic. Conferences or webinars, even good ones, don't solve problems when you need it. And sitting and staring at slides with someone talking at you doesn't help either. What if there was a better way? What if you belonged to a national, hand-picked community of Java-alike school leaders who could circle up to strategize and solve your most challenging problems when you need it? What if you had access to ongoing content that helped you solve problems and lead every day? There is a better way. When you join Leading Ed Solutions, you'll join a carefully selected, highly committed group of Java-like peers from across the country, a support system beyond your backyard, school leaders helping other school leaders. Real people tracking real issues in real time. Simply submit your challenge. We'll circle you up with your peers to provide solutions. Our content works because it's accessible, practical, and created by proven leaders just like you. You don't have to lead alone. Apply to Leading Ed today and discover why circles are better than rows. Lavelle Brown. Lavelle is the superintendent of Ithaca City School District in Ithaca, New York. Now, during his tenure, he has experienced unprecedented levels of success. Dr. Brown has facilitated conversations in multiple communities that have resulted in transformative shifts in culture and achievement. Using systems thinking in schools, doctor, excuse me, systems thinking in schools, Dr. Brown's leadership has led to innovative programs, redesigned learning spaces, and numerous technology initiatives. Dr. Brown has published numerous articles and is the author of Culture of Love, Cultivating a Transformative and Positive Organizational Culture. Now, I'm gonna turn and talk directly to my friend Lavelle, and I will say this, Lavelle, um, I've read your book, and I, 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 I'm appreciative and a little bit jealous. I don't know how you did that. Um, how you do the work that you do, because I understand that part, but how you also created this reflective dialogue that's, that is in your book um, is just impressive. So it's good to see you, my friend. Welcome today. Well, Jeff, it's an honor to be with you as always. Uh, thank you for having me. And yes, uh, I spent a lot of time reflecting and that book is a labor of love. Um, those are my reflections from over two decades of work. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, so I'm going to, I'm going to, of course, thank you for being here because I, I know what your day is like. Um, I know from experience in the work. And by the way, this is pre-COVID. But I also know from your colleagues and peers, your minutes are um, used and abused a bit differently, right, than they, than they were in the past. So um, here, here's kind of my question. Will you just tell us more about yourself and what life is like these days in terms of leading your schools and community? Well, thanks for asking, Jeff. Um, I'm a different person and leader than I was back in March of 2020. Um, you know, the superintendent role, the superintendency is still the best job in America. But at this moment, it's probably at the same time, the hardest job in America. The superintendent role has become the face of all things bad COVID. Um, for some reason, uh, folks are looking to the superintendent to make 
these tough decisions and there are no win decisions. I, I say to folks all the time, I haven't made a good decision since March because the decisions I'm needing to make in no way are meeting the needs of all of our learners. Um, they won't make people happy. You know, oftentimes they, you know, they, they can be divisive, but that, that's the work right now. But our leadership is needed more now more than ever. So it's a tough time to be a superintendent. Um, I've been a superintendent here in Ithaca, New York. Uh, this is my 11th school year. I was an, a principal, a teacher, assistant principal, a school CIO. So I've done many roles in public education. Um, and I truly do enjoy being a superintendent, even as challenging as it is at this moment in time. Well, it's, it's, it's good to see you smile, my friend. Um, now, thinking about the, the, the culture of love, right? Cultivating a positive and transformative organization of culture. So considering the audience, right, and our membership, how do the tenets you describe in your book translate to our current challenges, right? And what are maybe some of the opportunities um, amidst this kind of a climate? Yeah, I heard Glenn refer to this earlier. Um, love, and he, he called it empathy, love, and it's needed now more than ever. You see, we've defined what love is, those key principles, forgiveness, trust, patience, uh, caring, committed, truthful, honest. So, you know, we, we've defined what love is and what I know and what we've learned is that love is not a love fest. Um, being loving is not comfortable for folks. It's not a default place. Quite frankly, um, it's a place people don't want to go in the midst of crises like the one we're experiencing right now. So, you know, to be loving, communities, individuals, organizations need to be reflective. Uh, they need to engage in constructive conflict and they need to produce policies and practices that represent that loving culture. Uh, that's the work right now. And the book, we outline a process to cultivate a loving community, a loving organization, loving policies, um, but it requires a lot of self-reflection, self-correction, um, self-analysis, and then a significant amount of conflict. And that's where superintendents, school leaders, community leaders tend to get into some significant trouble but it's needed now more than ever. So I'm gonna uh, follow up question to that um, because I'm, I'm compelled to ask this. I agree that love is needed now more than ever. Um, one thing that's hard for me, and I'm curious about your position on this, is um, love seems to be um, harder to find. I, I'm currently seeing uh, less grace in a number of ways, whether that be through you know, some of the social issues or political issues that we, and I know you're navigating. So love is needed. Are you finding it hard to find amidst the strain and pressure that, you know, a superintendent or any school leader would face right now? No, it's not hard to find. It's just hard to do. Um, you know, now more than ever, and I heard Glenn talk about this earlier, um, this pandemic, the multiple pandemics we're in the midst of right now have illuminated the inequities and the issues that we have been facing for a long, long time. And the oppressive systems, the marginalization, the racist classes, ableist approaches to public education or institutions has always been there. And it's there now. The antidote to that is love. For example, when we unpack what makes an institution oppressive, we see things like a right to comfort, a sense of urgency, uh, individualism. I can speak to how love can be the antidote to each of those. A sense of urgency needs patience. That's a loving principle. Right to comfort needs trust. 
That's a loving principle. So again, uh, it's there, it's just hard to put on the table and it's hard to get past that big barrier that is the existing culture to produce a loving culture, if that makes sense to you, Jeff. It, it makes terrific sense. So with the amount of anxiety, political discord, racial tension, where can leaders uh, find focus or the opportunity to focus on culture specifically? Because I know you describe and embrace culture. So in this age, in this time, where are you seeing those opportunities yourself um, in, in your work? You know, working with the Board of Education or the, and or the governance team, however it's de described or defined, now we have an opportunity to go after policy. You see, there have been policies on the books and in place that have produced the inequities and marginalization and oppression that we say we want to eradicate. Everything from meal purchasing, just think about how our approaches, our practices, when it comes to delivering meals to young people have significantly changed over the last six months. Meal purchasing, code of conduct, when was the last time a school district suspended someone? Now is the time to look at our code of conduct policies. So the policy work is a place we can go right now because those policies need to change in response to a health pandemic. And I would put on, I would present to you in response to a social pandemic as well, because we know that our policies have produced inequities. And the young people who have been harmed by those inequities the most have been our young people of color and those living in poverty. Our policies have produced that. Now is an opportunity for us to revise and change them to be more inclusive and more loving. Um, incredible answer. In fact, I, I'm going to ask this next question and um, okay. you can just check it off that you've already mentioned policies because that is a critical piece um, that we can follow up on another time because um, I'm just, I'm agreeing with you and giving you this kind of, uh, you know, online high five. So I appreciate that because um, we have had a really difficult time, you know, pulling on that lever. And now is the time to pull on that lever. So, you know, you have a team in your school district, you mentioned them, right? You have your board of education, you have your executive team, your cabinet, whatever you call that. So now you're talking to those teams, those people in different places in the country. So this is like, once again, the brass tacks. What piece of, of advice would you give them? And almost just create a list, and you can always ch already check off policy, on, on recommendations on you know, kind of your wisdom of what you've learned to use this difficult time to build a loving culture. We're all first-year educators right now, and the advice that I'm giving to folks, and I'm I'm taking my own advice. We need to become teachers again. Um, I'm leading the conversations and the workshops and the professional development on what does it mean to be a culturally responsive educator in a virtual environment or in a hybrid environment? We superintendents need to be instructional leaders and teachers again because we're all learning together. So I'm saying to folks, get out there. If you're an adjunct professor, think about revising your, uh, your curriculum, revise your syllabus. The same things we're asking our teachers to do at our high schools and our elementary schools and our middle schools. If you aren't an adjunct professor, get into a classroom tomorrow. And trust me, I know every school district in the country right now needs a substitute teacher or an extended <laughs> or an extended sub. Get into a classroom and teach. Show folks that we are instructional leaders and we're also learners. And then I, I've been saying to folks, focus on our mental health right now. This work, we're all 
carrying the weight of a community. We're carrying the weight of our staff, our own children, the children we serve. You know, the emotions and the anxieties are thick right now. And the superintendent role, I know I'm carrying all that weight. It's important for us to think about our own mental health. And that requires us to meditate, that requires us to work out, that requires us to take some time off, that requires us to close the computer. It requires us to be reflective on our practices and be self-corrective. So again, just those two things, find that joy in being a teacher and then also focus on one's mental health. And there are many ways to work on that. There certainly are. Okay, I have some questions from the audience. Okay. Great. Um, what are your thoughts specifically when it comes to navigating to within your board to very different perspectives on what culture and love is? That's what makes a board and a community rich. We need multiple perspectives. And having different perspectives about something as complex as love is healthy because, you know, the process is always more important than the product. We can define it and put a piece of paper out there or a definition out there, but the process we go through to get to that place is most important. You know, I've been in place, you know, some board members didn't like the, the notion of us using the word love. Um, they felt like it was an emotional word and an approach. Whereas, you know, others felt like it was a, a, a set of behaviors and practices and principles. So we have some healthy dialogue about what we would say as an organization. So I expect folks to have different definitions, just like with words like equity and culturally responsive practices and inclusion. There are many perspectives on all of these key words that are dominating our organizations right now, our school organizations. It's important for us to go through a process to come up with a common mental model and then to move forward. So here's the question. You mentioned policy. So is this too controversial of a time to work through a controversial policy? You know, every policy should be controversial if you're looking at it through a culturally responsive, inclusive, and loving lens. Because the words that speak to oppression and the words that have produced the inequities that we now all see every day are right there, are right there in writing. So it's never too controversial of a time. And it's, I'll steal from my friend, Kendi. Uh, if we're not, being anti-racist, we're being racist. Now is not a time to be neutral. We cannot embrace neutrality at this point. So if not having controversy, then we aren't going after, uh, after eradicating the oppressive systems and policies that we say we wanna change. Lavelle, um, I, I appreciate you. I am looking forward to um, somehow roping you down for a leader series of ours too, because you, um, you're just a wealth of information and perspective. And uh, you've been a really, really good friend and it's good to see you. And the only thing that frustrates me is not only the book, but um, you just outdress me. You look great. So- uh, Every time. <laughs> every time, every single time. Lavelle, appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you later.